in her book on uh, loving kindness, Sharon Salzberg, who's known for her teachings on metta practice, one of the founders of the Insight Meditation Society, <clears throat> well known, well, highly regarded, beloved teacher, who's focused a lot on the teachings of the Brahma Viharas, especially metta, perhaps, over uh, her teaching career. She relates a story, I think it's in one of her books, about a study that was done in a uh, some kind of a nursing home situation, I believe. People who were in a elderly, mostly quite elderly people who were in a, a care home situation. And uh, part of half of this group, or some number of people, were given a no, they took a group of these people, or maybe all of them in this place. I don't remember the exact details. But uh, the people were given uh, a plant for their room, a plant to have in their room, a house plant. And half of them were told that the plant was there for them to enjoy, something like one of the plants here on the piano. It was there for them to enjoy, but that the staff of the facility would water it and care for it. They didn't have to worry about it. And the other people were told that the plant was there for them to enjoy, but it was they needed to take care of it. It was their uh, responsibility, their job to care for this plant. And uh, it was discovered over some period of time, after some months, that the people who had been uh, told that they had the plant, but it would be taken care of for them, that they showed kind of normal uh, sort of trends in terms of their health and well-being uh, that, that might be expected. And the ones who had to care for their plant, look after it, actually showed uh, a lot more, there were a lot of positive signs. Uh, maybe, I don't remember th these details. But they showed uh, far more sort of uh, happier states, better health overall, in a better place, <laughs> because they'd had this this living thing to care for, it was to look after. There was this sense of connection there. This was with a plant, and uh, this, I find this study very interesting, uh, showing the the enlivening power of of even that simple of a kind of connection and the need to uh, demonstrate care in, in just that very simple way, the caring for a living thing and how uh, the life that that brought to uh, in this situation to these people. So this quality of connection, of care, and you know, they tell stories for newborn babies, young babies, it's more important to hold them than to feed them, practically. If they're not held and, and uh, rocked and cared for that way, they won't live. They need food, of course, but they need the other just as much. It's just as essential for them. Now, these are interesting uh, things to reflect on how much the need for connection, for 
caring and for being cared for, how essential that is for us. And, you know, we all want this so much. And yet so much of the time there are these feelings of separation and alienation and uh, disconnection from others. That's so prevalent, especially, I think, uh, in this culture at times. That sense of disconnection. So strong. And often that sense of disconnection is there in our relationship with ourselves. Not only uh, in our relationships or lack of them in the world, but we, there's that sense of disconnection. So, so many people, so often, in my role as a teacher, and I've seen for myself in my own heart, historically, I've seen a huge shift in this regard, but uh, holding uh, ourselves as not worthy of love or somehow unlovable. These forms of of self-hatred that uh, so many people express at times. Such a painful, painful and the the kind of self-cruelty of that. Cruelty to oneself. We often treat ourselves in ways that we would never treat another. Even somebody we didn't like, we would often treat with more kindness than do towards ourselves at times. But this practice of meditation, whether it's the insight mindfulness training and insight practice, the vipassana or metta meditation, or any kind of meditative practice, requires that we Uh, cultivate this quality of care and friendliness towards ourselves, this forgiveness, compassion, care. We we have to, if we're doing it correctly, that it's imbued with that, inherent in the practice. It requires the intention to understand rather than to judge, to forgive rather than to blame. I was suggesting to someone in one of the meetings this morning to, and I've mentioned this to the group, but I'll say it again now, to actually something the Buddha recommended that one frequently bring to mind one's good qualities, good deeds that one has done. Really reflect on our, our goodness. Because all the ways that we don't measure up, all of our flaws and lacks and uh, failures and all of that stuff seems so blatantly obvious to us so much of the time. All the ways that we're not good enough, that we hold ourselves as somehow unworthy We, we see that, we'll turn to that, we believe the truth of that. And far less often do we actually reflect on our good qualities, our inner strengths, and inner beauties, 
And it's not to dismiss the other, say it's not true. Yeah, we all could use a little work. Maybe some of us could use a lot of work. You know? It's not to somehow cover over ways that, you know, we're, we're here, all of us, because on some level we want to improve ourselves or be better or um, live with more ease or, you know, we're seeking some some kind of understanding that will hopefully bring good things into our lives. Right? That's what we're doing. That's why we would spend time this way. On some In some way, there's that kind of motivation or intention that's there. And at the same time, so often we have an unbalanced perspective in terms of the way we hold ourselves. And we don't uh, really see the, the, the good side. We don't look at that. We tend to dismiss and diminish that. Just simple things, the way that we have been there for a friend. Acts of generosity we may have done. The goodness here of our ethical conduct. goodness of this practice, that we would care enough to really look and see what's going on here in this body and mind. What's happening? What does it mean to be a human? Cultivating qualities of wisdom and kindness. Even just holding that intention at all. This is not common in the world. Most people out there, a lot of them anyway, are cultivating greed, hatred, and delusion in one form or another with a great gusto. And to hold the intention to cultivate kindness. It's a very beautiful thing. So we'll continue today with uh, this formal meditation of metta. But I want to encourage you also to find that thread throughout the day, throughout your practice, in the attitude with which you hold yourself, connecting with this quality of just taking care of the moment by meeting it just as it is. Then there's this quality of kindness friendship of really of love in that so we can bring this quality to the Vipassana practice if we receive whatever's arising whether we like it or not into this field of uh, care we care enough about myself to meet this moment just as it is So in the unfolding of the classical metta meditation, this intentional cultivation with these categories and phrases as I have been guiding it, we move, as I've mentioned, from where it's easier, easiest, through slightly more difficult categories. And so I'll be introducing 
the next one of these today, but uh, please remember that you can stay where it's easy this whole week, anytime you want, stay with yourself, with the very easy being, or perhaps this benefactor, uh, dear person, dear friend categories. Or if you're finding you're just losing the thread of it as we move into more challenging groups of beings, anytime back up and refresh the connection where it's really easy. So so today I want to introduce uh, the category of what's called the neutral being. And this is someone who's, you know, a living <coughs> being, hopefully someone in our lives in some way, you know, a real person.